everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have a lot of good action to cover. Let's just jump right into it. This is action from Thursday around the league. So the night, well, actually, first of all, there are a bunch of good series kicking off that would that will lead into the weekend. For example, you have a four-game series between the teams of the two best records in baseball, the Mets and the Dodgers. That's kicking out in L.A., and then, you know, you have some other series, for example, the Yankees and Angels. So the Yankees and Angels started Thursday with a doubleheader. And the Yankees swept the doubleheader 6-1 in the first game, 2-1 in the second game. We're going to talk about that second game where Jameson Tyone took the mound. And he's been really good for the Yankees this year. He actually flirted with a perfect game. He carried a perfecto into the eighth inning. And then ended up giving up a hit and then eventually a run in that inning. But then he was rescued by Anthony Rizzo's pinch hit two-run single as the Yankees rallied for a 2-1 victory over the Angels in the nightcap of the doubleheader. But Tyone retired the first 21 batters he faced before Jared Walsh would reach on a ground ball of the middle that Isaiah Kiner-Falefa tried to backhand with a slide, but he, he, he had a kick away and... Walsh actually got an infield double out of it. But at the end of the day, what matters is that Tyone was able to to pitch really well for the Yankees and keep them in the game so that they would come back and eventually get the win. I'm sure obviously the perfecto would have been would have been huge, but at the end of the day, he still pitched a really good game. But at the end you still have to consider the fact that Reed Detmers is on the other side of this. Reed Detmers started for the Angels and then three Angels relievers came in after, and they held the Yankees in check. They held the Yankees in check, especially after game one, where New York belted three homers off Shohei Otani in a 6-1 victory. Things were a lot different in the nightcap. But shout out to Jameson Tyone, who's had a dominant string of performances. I mean, not just him, but Yankee starters have been very good. They have tossed a season-high seven consecutive games of six or more innings. They're going deep into the ball games. They are saving their bullpen, keeping their bullpen fresh. Every every team wants to see that. You don't see that too much in today's game. Starters going deep into games. It's kind of a throwback thing, but that's always good. There's there's really not any downside to that. You keep your teams fresh and you give your offense a chance to win the game. In the in the opener, it was Nestor Cortez, who was really good, continues his great run, scattered five hits over seven scoreless. So the Yankees sweep the doubleheader. Let's head to Milwaukee, where Andrew McCutcheon was the hero. We've said this before, but Clutch Kutch was the theme of the night. Clutch Kutch. And he walked off the crew in the ninth. A walk-off single in the center field to give the Brewers a 5-4 victory. And, I mean, he snapped what was actually the longest slump of his career. So that's a good way to do it. And you saw him once he once he hit that ball and he reaches first base to win the game, he falls on the ground to, to let out a huge expression of relief because he was 0-for-32 prior to that hit. So talk about needing a moment like that. That's, that's good stuff. Clutch, clutch, delivers for the Brew Crew, and they beat the Padres 5-4 at American Family Field in Milwaukee. Let's head to Denver, where the 
Braves beat the Rockies 13-6, and this was Travis Darnot powering the Braves with two home runs and a grand slam. He enjoyed one of the finest games of his career, and they got a big win there. Obviously, Coors Field is a great place to hit, but you know Darno was behind the whole attack. The veteran catcher hit a pair of home runs. Home runs, like I said, the career, the, the second grand slam of his career, but he had a career best six RBIs and also his third three-hit game of the season. So just a wonderful game by him. But yeah, the bats came out and they just they just had the pedal to the metal. They did not stop there in Colorado and the Braves do their thing. They're second in the NL East. You know, they're two games below 500. Even though they are second in the division, they're, they're playing below their potential, let's be honest. But big win for them nonetheless. And the usual suspects are hitting the ball. I'm looking at their numbers. Acuna is leading off and DHing for them. And his numbers are look, looking really good. He was two for five. And he's hitting 291 with an 842 OPS on the season. So good stuff there. Albies off to a bit of a uh, kind of a slow start, but you know he's got 13 doubles on the year, so you have that. Austin Riley building off a really good season from last year. He's hitting the ball really well again. So 13 to six victory for the Bravos. Let's head out to Miami, where the Marlins continue to get good pitching from the young starters. So, I mean, a, probably a generation or two ago, a guy like Sandy Alcantara would be throwing 130 pitch complete games each time out. I mean, I was just talking about this, how it's unheard of for stars to go deep in the game. But Sandy Alcantara is a guy who, who can do this. And, um, you know, he's, he's not pitching a generation ago, but even today, in today's game, Thursday night, he showed he was able to go seven innings on 111 pitches. That's a throwback outing. This is his latest gem. So with this outing, it was, by the way, seven shutout innings. It was enough to put him ahead of teammate Pablo Lopez for the best ERA in the National League. So the top two pitchers in ERA in the National League play for the Miami Marlins. Isn't that something? Alcantara also has maintained his lead for the most innings in the majors. So it's a legit ERA, not inflated because he has only had a few outings. He's leading the league in innings pitched, leading the league in ERA. Look at what you're getting from this guy. And he's pitching deep into games. What, what, else, what else can you ask for? But since May 11, Alcantara has a 0.69 ERA over five starts. And he's gone at least seven in all of them. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's remarkable. That's really remarkable. And they beat a good team, too. They beat the Giants. This was 3-0, the Marlins getting the win in South Beach. And the Marlins are, you know, their overall record isn't great. They're 21-28, and 28, but we see the promise there. This is a team that's taking all the steps in the right direction. And that's looking really good. Pitching has definitely become their strong suit, and they're going to continue to build on that. So you'd love to see it if you are Miami. It's progress. It's progress. And obviously, it's still June, so anything can change. But this is a team that is moving in the right direction, and you just have to be impressed with what they're doing. So those are the updates we will cover for now, for today. But that's going to do for today. A little bit of a short one. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.